Welcome to the GateWorld Podcast. This is episode 58 of the GateWorld Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Tammy. And this is the show where two nerds talk about Stargate, usually two male nerds. We've traded in a male nerd for a female nerd this week, and we are live from Tammy's house. Yes, we're in my living room. I spend so much time editing each and every show because there's a time delay and we do it over the internet, so there's a macroscopic half-second time delay between each and every one of our exchanges. And I said, frack it. You know, my co-host is down the street. We did one like that over the internet. It's like, why? Why? When when I have a perfectly decent microphone to take yeah. over and talk at the same time. Yeah. So and that's we what we're doing. And we both be kicked back in my recliners here. Recliners, yeah. She has yeah. nice brown leather. Let's let's hear that leather. Leather, everything. Oh, it's soft leather. It doesn't make okay. a whole lot of noise. I'm rubbing on the leather. <laughs> so, yeah. But everything reclines. I mean, nothing in this house does not recline. <laughs> <laughs> Our main discussion topic is uh, what do fans owe the show? We have a preview with our interview with Mr. Jonathan Glasner, co-creator of Stargate SG-1, along with Brad Wright. We've talked with Brad a bunch of times, uh, but we've never talked with Jonathan. And, of course, we've got the usual news and site features. So thanks for joining us. My uh, co-host tonight is Tammy Farrar. Darren is incommunicado and not Minnesota. He is in Oregon. With yeah. his, I believe he's staying at his his, his mother. I th- he's staying at his mother's and stepfather's tonight, mm-hmm. and for the next couple of nights. So we're well, actually did, did uh, Mrs. Darren kick him out of the house? No, Mrs. Darren's they're, they're oh, okay. <laughs> they're going on tour through Oregon. Oh, okay, because you made people. it sound like that's where he's staying. No, no, no. Everything Mrs. is fine. Mrs. Darren's like, look, I've packed up. I've moved. Now you just go away for a little bit. I don't like. No, it, that's no. fine. It's, <laughs> they've got the kids together, and uh, I bet they're having a good time. I think they're having a great time. You know, the, it's one thing to I can understand them going and visiting uh, his mother mm-hmm. and his stepfather. But, you know, I was talking with Mrs. Darren a little while before, and they're, like, touring so much of Oregon to see all their friends. I'm like, what? What? Well, have, your friends come to, have your friends come to you. Well, you know, you know that's well, it's cr- nice of them to do that. I, it is nice of them to do that. But, you know, after I moved out mm-hmm. of my house, and right. I, I live I live 1,600 miles away from my family. So I live out here alone with my dog, and I go home, and the first couple of times that I went home, I would spend all of my time going and visiting these other people. And they're like, oh. if they care about you so much, have them come to you. <laughs> Don't waste your time I, running I around. I, I can't. So, uh, I can't say anything because everybody comes to my house. Yeah, well, you have your family around you. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. And even my family, I don't go to their houses. Everybody comes here. You are the hub. I am because I don't mind doing all the cooking. Your pot roast is the bomb. So I, can, so, I oh, can understand well, that. now you should try my green chili burros. I'm not a huge chili fan. A burro? What is a burro? It's a burrito. Ah, but I, I, so it's not for for prairie dogs. No, but it's. Uh, <laughs> You don't have to dig underground to eat this. <laughs> but it's not hot because I'm a big wimp. You know, we know that. Ah. I'm a huge wimp and I make now some yeah. killer pico de gallo that is for wimps. Pico de gallo. Oh my gosh. I, Wimpo pico de gallo. It is. It's for wimps. <laughs> Carl has to add his own jalapenos. Yeah, see, my dad's a big hot sauce. Yeah, eater, see, they so. have to add, But oh my goodness, it was from scratch. You would love it. Stargate News. Here are your headlines from GateWorld for September 2nd, 2009. Oh, well, if you were in theaters this last weekend and you saw Halloween 2, 
or the final destination, you were treated to a shortened version of the latest SGU trailer. Now on GateWorld. Yep, we just published that on GateWorld Play. It is a minute and a half long, very abbreviated. There are a couple of new uh, moments, a couple of new beats from it. One with Jamil Walker-Smith and one with Ming-Na. And uh, it still has the music by Embassy uh, called Gravity. And that's off of their album, The War of Art. Wow. But yeah, check out that uh, abbreviated version of the trailer. That's now on the website. Yeah. Uh, Atlantis has earned five Gemini nominations. You know, Go this, Atlantis. This show has uh, ceased production for a year now, and they are still kicking out awards. They've been nominated for costumes in uh, The Queen, okay. Best Makeup, and two in the visual effects category. One of them was uh, uh, Enemy at the Gate. Oh, okay. So they've done very well once again. Some definite so. deserved ones there. And Brad Wright for The Shrine. The Geminis do definitely recognize uh, Stargate when it really does count. So okay. Good I just wish the Emmys would uh, recognize them a little bit more as well. Yeah, that would be nice. And the new issue of the official magazine is now on newsstands. Um, I'm not sure exactly what's highlighted, though, in that. <laughs> just check it out. Yes. It is out on newsstands. Yeah, check it out. I just posted a news story uh, with Michael Shanks from the uh, Chicago convention. He is urging fans to give SGU a chance. So, oh, good for him. He's already done a couple of episodes of uh, Stargate Universe. He was a passionate... I wouldn't say... I wouldn't want to say plea. I mean, he's like not begging you to watch Stargate, Stargate Universe, but all he is saying is give it a chance. Give it a chance. So uh, that is currently on the uh, Well, on and the I'm website. interested to see how Dr. Daniel Jackson will play into this. It's an interesting twist, how they get him in. But it's nice mm-hmm. that they're using something from the original series, somebody, mm-hmm. again, and so many people love Dr. Jackson, mm-hmm. to keep that thread. Jack is is going to be back a couple right. of times and we've, this Yeah, year, and we've so. seen that too. So, you know, having those those little things, mm-hmm. even though it's a new show, mm-hmm. it's new everything, and and that's I think that's a neat thing to have just a little bit of tie-in to say yeah. it, we're still connected, but... Oh, yeah, it is definitely the same universe, pardon yeah. the pun. I just yeah. wish at some point that they'll, they'll throw in a couple of Atlantis folks to make cameos. I hope so, too. too. I hope so, so, too. Our interview with John Lennock is now up on the website. John talked with us for a half an hour about his entire career with Stargate. He was 22 years old when he started with, with SG-1, with Children oh, wow. of the Gods. He's he was, in his 30s now. He's Yeah, an assist, he was an assistant with uh, Greenberg and Anderson, and now um, he's a full-blown producer on uh, on Good universe. For him. Good for him. Yeah, really interesting chat. So what about the Friday 5? And the Friday 5, last Friday's Friday 5 was the best episodes of Harry Mayborn. Sweet. And number 5 was Shades of Grey. And if you want to see the other top 4, you have to go to Gateworld. And uh, what and about this Friday? This come upcoming Friday is Space Battles. The best space battles. That is going to be hard. I actually saw someone write under the comments for Harry Mayborn when he announced Space Battles, you had better put in Be All My Sins Remembered. And I'm thinking to myself, what if he doesn't? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Screen Capture Gallery has been so freaking busy. I uploaded Season 7, uh, all of Season 7 SG-1 special features, screenshots for oh, wow. every single feature yeah, for the that. Season 7 box set. Mm-hmm. Season 8 is coming next week. 
I've already got seasons nine and ten uploaded to and the didn't to the you site. Guys just put up. Didn't somebody? You did the Children of the Gods, or you have Children of the Gods was last week. Okay, yeah. So I the four thousand screenshots. That. Yeah. So season seven this week, season eight next oh. week, season nine and ten are on the launch pad, ready to go. What an amazing array of stuff! I know. Yeah. Uh, and I've also nearly completed a huge job of transferring all the convention photos from the old convention section into the gallery. Oh, neat. Coming up very soon on GateWorld, uh, the interview with Jonathan Glasner. We talked with him. I talked with him about a month and a half ago when uh, when Children of the Gods came to DVD. The day before it came to oh, DVD, okay. I chatted with him and uh, had a really good conversation with him. So that one's going to be uh, finally getting to readers uh, next week on GateWorld. The main discussion. Our main discussion topic this week, one that we've been looking forward to for, oh, I'd say three weeks when it started getting on the radar at the end of the show. What do fans owe the show? Or in our context, what do Stargate fans owe the Stargate franchise, franchise, the upcoming Stargate show, the past Stargate shows? What do we owe the show? As opposed to what do they owe us? That This has nothing to do with what what they... does the show owe us and the producer? We've already asked that that one. Yeah. This is now what just what do the fans owe? Now you certainly might think oh, I owe them nothing. A um, lot of people do feel that way. They're like, you know what? I, I'm in my house. I'm already paying for my cable. I'm already paying to see this. They're the ones selling the product, not me. But because they're selling the product, are you not a de facto customer? You're a de facto cut. Co- yes. I but mean, now, if you put it in that context, though, there's some ways to go with that. Okay. Well, then let's go there. Let's go there. I think we've talked about many times in, in different discussions, and um, just you and I, when we've mm-hmm. talked about stuff, there's a point where you have to hook people in a certain way in order for them to spend impulse dollars. So having that, you know, said that, when you are a fan of something, there's already, the first thing is, you're a fan. And they so don't have to win you over. Once you become a fan, and they've already won you over. Yeah. Now you want to you want to keep that show going. Yeah. And most people already have that feeling of I you know, I can buy the DVDs. I can do that. You know, I own them. You know, they're sitting right up here. They sure are. My two and a half year old granddaughter, after watching Beneath the Surface at the very end, there she's. I like this show. Aww. And I said, you like Stargate? I like Stargate. Aww. And it was we've Sam another, and Jack. We've got another fan. Yes, at two and a half. <laughs> you know, one of our mutual friends online uh, has only bought season six of SG-1 on DVD. Because that is the season that she really loved. Huh. And she didn't buy any of the others. A, because she wasn't a huge fan of them. But also, I think the greater reason is because she likes to talk about the fact that she only bought season six. Uh, uh, she likes to make a statement. Well, and I kind of feel that way because I won't buy season seven. I'll buy every other season all the way up to ten, but I will not buy season seven. You will seven. not buy season seven? Nope. I'll be darned. Okay. And again, and it's for that reason. Okay. As a fan, I'm making my statement. I'm letting my dollars talk. Yeah, yeah. from their wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going. I'm not going anywhere. So I think that there is, you know, there's, there's. It's not. It's not even. You know, there's no feeling of obligation when you're already a fan. There's a. Mm-hmm. Um, you you already want to. So there's an there's an ingrained desire as a fan mm-hmm. to want to support that. But you know, when you start getting to that point where you say, "What do I owe?" There's certain things that I can. I think I'm obligated if I'm asked. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to say I'm a consumer, and you're going to, you know, you definitely put, you know, you put the fan in that context. 
Well, the consumer has a lot more rights to say, I don't like this. And they should, there's an expectation that then the person uh, creating the product product should listen. Now, granted, in the case of fandom, you've got 80 million voices. It's impossible to write the show for any one of them. You know, I'm sorry, as much as I love some shows, they still have, they still have issues. Oh, It's just, what are you willing to overlook? And I think that's where some fans run into the problem is that you may be willing to overlook X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. but for me, X is a big deal. Yeah. So, or that, you know, that bugs me enough to where, you know what, I'm not going to overlook X, and here's why. Well, if it's a big enough deal to you that, I, that you want to make a statement about it in the hopes of changing something, mm-hmm. then yeah, I mean, all for it. I mean, at least you care. Yeah, you're 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 being active in it to say, you know, hey, I like your product, mm-hmm. but could you improve over in this this area, uh-huh. or you know, have you thought about this? Yeah, exactly. Look at the season ten's two hundred. I mean, oh. half of those vignettes are vignettes that are produced by fan requests over the years. The yeah. furlings and mm-hmm. the wedding of Jack and Sam. You yeah. Know? So there is some influence. Oh, but yeah, you had to love the star the Star Trek one. It was amusing. That was. That would make me laugh. Matt Jackson says, I think fans owe us series they love their support, honest feedback, and practical understanding. As soon as a show sets a certain standard, it is up to the fans to be honest when the writers not only fall short, but when they exceed expectations. Mm -hmm. We also have to understand that not all our wants may be met, but should expect certain threads to be complete when possible. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the frustrating things about uh, Battlestar Galactica to me in season four was that they they encouraged the fans to raise some major questions about a certain character who came back from the dead but at the end of the season and i've heard ron and david talk about this the executive producer but they had no intention of answering those questions whatsoever as to the nature of what that character was how lazy you think that that's lazy i think it's arrogant and lazy you do. Yep. I think that they did it because they wanted us to come to our own conclusions about it. And asking your audience to come to their own conclusions about something is not necessarily laziness. I agree with you on that, but I don't agree with you for that particular for show. For that particular show. Well, this is a Stargate topic anyway. Yeah. But I, you, but you but, see, yeah. you see where do, I'm coming from, see, the yeah, frustration. You want, you want your, your audience to ask questions... And then have the answer. Yes, because if you're going to create that for them, mm-hmm. then you need that you need to show them your answer. They may not agree with it. Yeah, but, but at and, least and you can answer. do it over time, you know, so they have time to formulate whatever mm-hmm. opinions they may have, and it generates good discussion. Mm-hmm. But you don't leave them hanging, because to me that's arrogant. Oh, okay, that's that's a. How cool am I? Look what I just did. I left them all hanging. Now they're all talking about it. And by the end, you yeah. know what? We're just pissed at you. <laughs> the DVR phenomenon really has come out through the past well, five years. Well, you're the DVR person. I don't do that. I don't have a satellite dish anymore. I used to. And I used to DVR. Oh, so now you have to watch live? I don't get sci-fi. Oh. So I'm going to have to come up with some other way of watching. Get iTunes or whatever. I remember a couple of seasons ago, they encouraged fans to watch the show live. Do you? Th- Oliver has something to say, apparently. What do you have to say? Do you love John Shepard? <laughs> okay. They continually encourage us to watch the show live, and I remember that they started 
Cat, go on. Go on. Please. <laughs> Just ignore him. He will walk away. Go on. He- you there. Go. <laughs> if you ignore him, he'll go away. <laughs> okay. It's like when the kid's in your ear, you know. They were running contests where they encouraged fans to create their own fan videos and to watch the show and embed the fact that they were going to watch the show live. Do you think, as a fan, you are obligated to watch the show live for Nielsen numbers? No, because I don't have a Nielsen box. So if you don't have a Nielsen box, you are not obligated to watch the show live. I know Cox, our cable company, actually actively counts. They can they, they record through the boxes. So I will ask again. You are so in a position... Now, so if that's counted, I do watch live because of that reason. So, so as a fan, you have gone out of your way to make yourself available to be counted. Yes. Yes, okay. I have. Because I want that. I do want them to see if they go, you know, if they get the information from the cable companies, if they do any of that. I want to be counted as as a viewer. Um, because, what you know, that to me is support. If that were me, I would turn on the station, but I would leave the room. Because I do not like, to, I, I will not watch a show with commercials anymore. Except for on Hulu when they're 15 seconds long. Now that I can handle but I will not watch a show without commercials. Oh my god! I am waiting. I am waiting for a major paradigm shift in advertising. Um, that's the only way that they're going to reach me. Why not? You can't sit through two minutes of commercials. No, because that's time wasted. It's two minutes. It's not two minutes. It's sometimes three and four. Okay. Several times but throughout still the show. Can, you know, if you're going to, you know, it is a break in the action. And I lose momentum. And that's my choice. That's why I love the DVDs, man. Oh my gosh, this is what our society has come to. This generation, I... That that may be, that may be. It really is, because they want it now. Now, We do do absolutely want it now. And and don't interfere with it. And that's too bad. You know, I have to say, Uh, I think it's too bad. I think it's a a disservice, because there's a lot of things in life that are not going to happen that way. But that's but they what the don't marketers have to that. deal with now. Because somewhere out there, legally or not, there is a copy available that can play through from beginning to end in 43 minutes rather than an hour. And if we can watch that one instead of the other, no matter how long it takes for us to download over iTunes or what have you, right. then you know, I'm a part of that group. But see, there's an arrogance in itself as a fan right there that say, you know what, if you, you, you're not catering... To my way of watching, so rather than support what's there, the structure that's there, to allow them to have enough money, because I mean, how do you think they make their money? They make it by advertising. You're they do all that. Right. So if you're going to say, well, you know, they're they're kind of stuck in a structure that they have no control yeah. over, and yet, you know, we you know we're going to stand there as fans and say, well, I don't like your structure, so I'm going to do this. Granted, the structure may change down the road. Mm-hmm. But right now it isn't. So if you know if you like a show, you can't really piss and moan if the quality's not the greatest. If they're not getting enough money to you know they're only getting X amount of dollars mm-hmm. to put into it, or if it gets canceled because you're not watching it live. Because so, you know the others, yes, granted it's nice and all that, and yes it's there. But you know the what ifs and well you know dang it I'm watching it here. Why can't they start looking here? point in fact is they're not mm-hmm. here's the construct you know you're either going to have to deal with the construct until it changes work to change it 
but while you're working on it, you still got to deal with the construct. You know what? If I knew that my vote was being counted, that I was watching the show mm-hmm. and the and the commercials and my little blip on their radar was adding to the greater equation, I might indeed watch it live right. through the commercials. But I know for a fact I'm not You're being not. counted. That's what I'm faced with. Rachel 500 says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and she does say a it's, lot. it's very, a very worthy read. So I recommend everybody, you know, that's listening, take a minute and... Go to know, the forum. Go to the forum and check out the podcast feedback because a lot of these times we just take out excerpts. So... Rachel, great, great read, but we can only take a little bit. Um, And she has to say, I do think fandom is recognized as a marketing tool that producers are willing to utilize these days, both to drive sales of the show and of DVDs and other products, and to point to as evidence of an active consumer base for their products. And she also ties in, you know, ultimately, whatever the level of support the individual fan feels the TV show has earned in fulfilling its responsibilities in return. So if somebody feels like just watching the show is good enough for them, good for them. Others may feel that they want to go online, want to buy the DVD, get the download, go to the conventions, good for them. Whatever works for the individual. For each fan, it's going to be different how well they feel the TV show has delivered what they want to see. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact a certain individual at MGM has contacted Darren after um, certain things have launched, like the SGU trailer, and asks him directly, what did you think? Mm. And Darren tells him, and and he never hears back from the guy. What that guy is probably doing is taking those comments to the boardroom meeting of uh, the following Mm -hmm. day or week and saying, here's what someone in the fandom thinks. So this is happening. We are a marketing tool. And you know what? Why not? Yeah, well, yeah, because, I it's mean... It's there. Yeah, and, I mean, and people, it's direct feedback. It is direct feedback. And it's, you know, and in this day of instant whatever... So, if we are wanting to have a voice, there's the opportunity right there. Yeah, but, that, you know, the thing, and I'll make the point, though, this is, you know, for everybody out there, that, you know, it's it's got to be well thought out. Yeah. Feedback has always got to be well thought out and respectful. Yeah, I hate it and I love it, just isn't going to cut it if you want to get on their radar. Mm-hmm. So, well, and kind of going in the same fashion of we were talking about the live versus the DVR, uh, Chop has to say, I do believe fans should watch live. I also DVR every show and buy every DVD the night it comes out, and if it's not doing well, I get extra copies in hopes of more to come. Holy cow! Yeah, so you know, I mean, some people are willing to go that extra mile. Hey, if to you've be- got the money to do that, yeah. <laughs> I know. all the more power to you. And they kind of make up for. Uh, for those of us who don't, you know, so uh, chop, go buy extra season sevens because I won't be getting those. Sugar Pie Bear says, I think fans of Stargate have two major responsibilities to the show. First and foremost, I think that if you are a fan of the show, the main thing that you owe the show is talking about it to other people. Uh, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, good old fashioned face to face conversations, word of mouth is the best kind of advertising any show can get. It's free, it doesn't rely on age, race, genre, or other target demographics, and it can be far more persistent. Plus, increasing viewership often helps keep our favorite shows on the air. Second, in this age of pirated discs and illegal downloads, actually purchasing the DVDs or official downloads is also our responsibility as fans. The only way we keep the cast, crew, and producers at work on your favorite shows is to make sure they get paid for their hard work and skills that they use to put the shows into production. The first point, you know... 
this one kind of comes naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the darndest thing. I have created a, a, a several Stargate fans. I know I um, have, so don't but, feel bad. <laughs> but the thing is, I have created a ton of Battlestar Galactica fans. I have oh, created yeah. like 10 or 12 of them that I know I personally have. I said, oh, go yeah. check this shot. It's really, really mm-hmm. fascinating. It's really good. And then three days later, they'll say, yeah, I've watched the entire series. Oh, wow. I know one person who did that, and that was insane. Oh, yeah. Um, but I know so many people who are hooked on that show because I told them, you've got to go see this. This mm-hmm. is smart television. This is dramatic TV. Mm-hmm. And I really want to do the exact same thing for Universe. I've got a couple of new friends. Recently, they said, what the heck do you do? And I send them the, the link to uh, the Universe trailer, mm-hmm. and they say, I'm going to watch this. Well, and they're probably going to watch it with mm-hmm. me. So it and, is and I agree with that because I know I drove quite a number of people at my work crazy. My one buddy that I used to take breaks with, she was like, I have absolutely no clue what you're talking about, but so what did what happened with Sam and Jack now? Oh, no. <laughs> and so, you know, and, you know, then she knew, oh, she liked Vala. She'd never even seen the show. Yeah. Because she didn't have cable, but I would tell her all yeah. the stuff that happened, and she's like, oh, my gosh, I think I would love Vala. And so, yeah. but she was willing after that to go out and get the DVDs. Because it was something, because she doesn't have cable, so she was willing to go buy the DVDs after I talked and talked and talked. And then, you know, and I had, I think I've told you guys before, I mean, I used to put it up on the whiteboard at work, you know, when the countdown for the show, when it was coming out. <laughs> it's a know, public whiteboard, you can do that. Yeah, I could do that. Well, okay. and then at our, you know, company, uh, when we had our department dinners, they were giving out awards, and they said, my award was most likely to know what's on the sci-fi channel. <laughs> I made that for you. Yes, it was totally because uh, I always talked about Stargate, Stargate Atlantis. Um, well, see, and, that's fun. And then you know people were wanting you know because I have my own website, so mm-hmm. you know they were wanting links to Gate World. They were wanting links to my videos. Too funny. And to so, get but, to know you. Yeah. Well, the really funny you. thing is, they only have two Stargate Atlantis videos. The rest are all BSG. So yeah, there you go. maybe indirectly, I may have done a few BSG <laughs> fans too, but not like you have. But yeah, I th- I agree. I mean, because when you like something, you talk about it. Uh-huh. And that is, I mean, that's the best advertisement they can get as an enthusiastic fan. Mm-hmm. But you know, when, when you don't like something, I mean, when, when someone tells me, uh, don't watch this, it's crap. And I'll, and a case in point, Joel, last week, if you listen to last week's show at the listener mail at the end, Joel told me not to watch... Hero Season 2, because Hero Season 3 is worse. And Darren was always saying, get through Season 2 as fast as you can, like you're ripping off a Band-Aid, because uh-huh. get to Season 3. Joel said, my advice to David for Season 2 is not to watch it. I owned Hero Season 2 on DVD right. up until three days ago, when I mailed it on Amazon when I sold it. It was still in its packaging. I no longer have Hero Season 2. I'm not going to watch the show now. Because that's what Joel said. Because he convinced me enough, and and maybe that's absurd because I don't know who Joel is, and I have no idea if his tastes. Yeah, but if you were already leaning in that direction, if I was leaning in that direction anyway, anyway. so Joel pushed me off the cliff. Yeah, and I sold it, and I'm not gonna. So for me, Heroes ended in season one. It was a nice, interesting, a nice. For me, Heroes never started. (laughs) Well, see, the first season is very good. Uh, So, but if seasons two and three, you know, were mediocre, then I'm not. I I I now I'm not going to give the show a chance. So negative communication can certainly keep you away from it. Mm -hmm. It's actually funny because I think negative feedback does more, you know, has more impact on people than the positive. We like to be negative sometimes. Uh, That amazes me. 
Yeah. You know, because I'm such an upbeat person. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, I'm always Focus looking for the point. happy stuff. But if it, something you know? pisses you off... Oh, my heavens. Then, and you feel out compelled of way. to speak up about it. Oh, yeah. There you are. Yeah. So... Uh, you've been at the receiving end of a few of those I've been moments. definitely at the... And, and <laughs> you know, you, and I was like, Tammy, and you, you had to say, uh, no, this is not to you. This is just the way it is. Yeah, this, this is, is how, how I feel it. about it. This is how I feel about it. What do you think? <laughs> so I was just thinking, I'm picturing you as a What do you think? Drop the Fruit Loops. <laughs> yes, and the Fruit Loops go. Why don't you read McKay221? Okay. What the fans owe the show is positive feedback. For us to watch it and to get more people to watch it. it, if enough fans give positive feedback, the producers will have a reason to keep making the show. Also, if we encourage more people to watch the show, then the fan base will grow. Then if someone suggests to cancel it, then our voice will count for more as we are so many. Thomas from Ontario has a very similar comment. Hi guys, that's uh, Thomas from Ontario, Canada. And I was just calling about your question, what do fans owe the show? In my opinion, I think we owe the show good reviews. That's it. Because if, if every fan of a franchise gives the show good reviews, they won't cancel it. or At least, they shouldn't. But um, if everyone was to do that, the show should last a while. So that's the only thing I think we owe the show. Thomas uh, talked about good reviews, and McKay talks about positive feedback. I certainly agree with that. Um, in order to keep getting the stuff that you really like, positive feedback is important. But On the I, stuff you like. But, but positive feedback does not necessarily mean that all you're saying is that your stuff was great. Positive feedback can also be, you know, you guys, I really like what you're doing here, but I didn't like this particular direction, and here's why. Yeah. That's not negative feedback. That's no. not mean-spirited. That's, That's simply it's saying... constructive positive feedback. That I care about the show... Mm-hmm. And this is what I took issue with, or this is something that really offended me. And I'm so passionate about the show, and I, I care about it so much that I want to write in and give my piece. And yeah. This is just my and two I, cents. And I agree with it. that more, because I definitely don't agree with just... Um, Tra-la-la, yeah, it's nice, it's happy and sunny. It's wonderful, you guys are awesome, if you don't really feel that. That's not useful. No, it's not. I mean, all you're doing is stroking somebody's ego. You guys put out great stuff, da-da-da. Yeah, it, look you know, at Ron Moore and David Icke. <laughs> No. <laughs> Tammy has issues with them. You see, but they're because you're passionate about that. Yes, I am. Because you are a true fan of that show. Well, it's I see now I have a problem with that. It's I'm a fan of that show. You have a problem with that phrase? Yeah, I do. Why is that? With because true it didn't fan? go in the direction that you wanted. No, I have a I have a problem with the phrase to, "true fan," because who are, who am I? To define your fandom as not true if it doesn't conform to my definition of fan. You're a true fan as long as you are a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, you know, to me when people say, well, true fans are da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, who the no, hell But are saying you? it in a negative context, all I was doing was complimenting your fandom. Oh, That's see. all I was doing. Well, see, and apparently I just went off the deep end on that. Well, you know, I mean... Because I don't think I'm a true fan. Well, I'll, I'll relay this comment that Martin Garrow gave uh, when I talked with him last year, and I'm going to insert it here. I think the internet has given us fans uh, way too big britches, you know, where we think that but, we, but you can, know what, we can say all that we want. You, you know, know what? Fair. Yeah. Totally fair. You know, yeah. I, I demand that of every show I watch. Give well, me the show I want to watch or I'm not watching anymore. Now, to expect to get it is delusional. But to want it, 
is within all of our rights. I mean, there's got to be an artistic license. They've got to be able to go whatever way they want to go mm-hmm. with the show and proceed on an artistic basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a difference between, use, you know, when the Stargate, since that's what we're talking about, um, that it wasn't an, inf- you know, like an ongoing arc from day one to, you know, the end of ten years. I think there ultimately was a, there was. But well, yeah, yeah but I mean, there's... It's not yeah. one group of people. It's a bunch of different stories. Right. And it's and ultimately so, the same universe. So that's, you know, where, you know, there's a difference in... Where in a movie you have a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. So your artistic expression is going to go in, in a direction towards that end. Where mm-hmm. Stargate didn't have an... And, you know that each no, show it is, had it is a beginning. an open-ended playground, right? Where stories can be left, dropped, whatever. Unlike mm-hmm. Lost, where if they de- if they introduce something, ninety-nine percent of the time it is absolutely deliberate and will be revisited later. Well, and the reason <laughs> I say that I say that there's a little less of that artistic thing is that w- when it, within the story they're writing, they have certain constructs they have to stay in. You know, the characters established, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's there's only so much they can do with that. But to say that um, that they aren't able or it's delusional to have an ex- to expect some things after a certain amount of time, I think that when especially when you have a hardcore loyal viewership, that's arrogant on their part. Then to say because they're not they're not you know they're not writing two hour long features. They're writing forty four minutes. There is no reason that expectations of some kind can't be met in small ways. But not for millions of people, Tammy. It's just no, not possible. No, no, and I agree with that. But to make that statement, yeah. isn't to me, is arrogant. Okay. Because they are, they are catering to the fans. You, are, you, are, you do have to sell your product to the consumer. Because, you mm-hmm. know... If you're if you're washing detergent, you tell me it's gonna you know clean this, clean that, and clean mm-hmm. the other thing, and I go and use it, and it doesn't do any of this. But I'm not buying it anymore. But a but, fan is already sold. You've well, already convinced. Well, them. that's the truth. The idea is new fans, people who well, like SGU. There, there's there's so many Stargate fans that don't exist yet that will in a month from now. And that so. that, that that is definitely the case. But having that kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. And not always wanting to, how can we improve our product to get new, but we want to make sure we keep our base. Mm-hmm. You've got that's, to, you've that's got a to look walk... At, I mean, that's SGU, a textbook right there. Right. You've got, you've got to be able to walk that fine line and have the diplomacy to be able to make your comments and make your statements to at least not alienate either party. People are not stupid. I mean, especially sci-fi fans. I mean, that is one of the most intelligent audiences out there. Mm-hmm. And so for for producers, for writers, for, you know, anybody to act like we don't understand that they have artistic freedom right there is an insult to the fans. We already know that. We understand that. I mean, we, we appreciate that because that's what we see on the screen. We see these awesome battles. We see these these thought processes put into ways that we may not have ever that, thought of. That, that surprises. us. Yes. That's why we tune in. Yes. To say that kind of thing to me is mm-hmm. almost kind of like, you know, well, are you too stupid to figure this part out? We're not going to mm-hmm. make you happy all the time. Well, we already know that. So take us seriously mm-hmm. when we're giving you constructive feedback. And even when we're making flippant comments because we're frustrated. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, I think that uh, that's so prevalent in on our forum boards, mm-hmm. on you know when we're they're doing interviews, different things. People are not actually listening. They're yeah. not actually hearing or reading what you're saying. They're getting a gist, and then they're answering what they think. You know, I, I I will certainly admit to that in reading the reviews after an episode. If it's something that I don't agree with, or if it, more importantly, if it starts out with something that is truly, that I find offensive or outrageous, even if it's five paragraphs long, even if it's two paragraphs long, once I've read that bit, I go on to the next one. Because I say to myself, this is the first thing they wrote, this is the most important thing to mm-hmm. them about the experience, and if they say that it sucked, and I didn't, and I don't agree with that, I'm going to go on to the next one. Because you are basically what you read. Unfortunately, though, when you're the producer of a show, or you're the writer, or you're mm-hmm. the creator, or whatever, and you're looking for fan feedback, you need to read that. Mm-hmm. You need to read all five paragraphs to understand why. You know, I thought this sucked, and here's why. Ah, well, if they're going to say here's why, I was talking about rants. Well, see, now to me, a rant is useless. It's no better That's than me saying, saying, oh, this is the most awesome show in the world. Okay, why? Uh-huh. Oh, this sucks. Why? You know, saying that, you know, yeah, you feel better because you got it out there. Well, bully for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I can go, you know, cuss out my cat. What what difference does that make? Like, as much difference as their rant made. Uh, fans of one show versus fans of the franchise. When I posted this story with Michael Shanks, you know, they, people were talking about, uh, because I, I use the phrase fans of the franchise, it's much easier than saying fans of SG-1 and or Atlantis. Right. Because that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Franchise fans, I'm, all I'm saying is established fans. Right. Maybe that's the word that I should have used. Mm-hmm. But they were saying, you know, I'm not necessarily a fan of the franchise. I liked Atlantis, or I liked SG-1, and I couldn't give a crap about the other show. Do f- established fans owe the powers that be a single viewing of Stargate Universe? Yes or no? My opinion, yes. Okay. And if for only the reason that, you know, you're a fan for a reason. And even you're a fan I, because that you liked something that you they've done. You like something about that what they've done. And that's not that's not going to take away from your anger, your angst, your grief of SG-1 being gone or SGA being gone. Now, if you want to make a statement, which I know a number of people do. Um, boycott. Where, and boycott. You know what? That's your right, too. You can walk away. A number of people walked away after SG One. They they didn't like SGA. A lot of people walked after Rick left. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. A lot of uh, nine and ten had to deal with their own things. So, you know, that's not saying every fan has. You know, they make their personal choice. Yeah. But if you're asking me, yes, because mm-hmm. I've I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of it, mm-hmm. and I am a fan. I don't I don't know if I if the word O is definitely the word I would use. But would I feel compelled? Mm-hmm. I definitely would be. Mm-hmm. I think that each fan, you know, if you're if you really are a fan of what they've done, and you don't have any, you're not harboring anger or mm-hmm. you're not harboring, you know, and that kind of thing. That's a compelling reason to watch what's mm-hmm. coming up. You don't like it? Turn it off. You know, mm-hmm. you make your choices with your remote control and clamping your, your purse shut, yeah, or your wallet shut while you're walking through the DVD yeah. section. Know. You know, that's where you're going to make your choices. And then, you know, go online and chat about it. I am just amazed at the number of fans who have their own agenda about SGU, about whether or not they're going to watch. Who, as Shanks said, you know, are hoping against all hope that it's going to fall flat on its face so that they can go, ha ha, see, you shouldn't have canceled Atlantis. Well, it's because there's a lot of anger at how that was handled. Yeah. 
no matter what you put on air, you will have someone out there who will say that that is the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. That is just the way it is. And those are the fans that you call. Those are the fans that you draw in. And when you do something so profoundly otherworldly different from that, those people are probably not going to like that. They may like a Saturday morning action cartoon serial. They may not like a soap opera in space. Whatever their reasons were, you know, their frustration at being able to only give snippets of information or just so much because again there's always you know you can't always tell everybody everything because you have behind closed door policies Mm -hmm. Um, oh it's it's legal yeah much of that and so but yet i but because their frustration or something was coming through because so many fans did get the same impression that that's where i say you got to tuck the arrogance and tuck the ego in the pocket and say okay maybe i i said this wrong there's definite constraints. I can't say everything, but you know, you know, it did have. We had to end it, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with the new show. It has nothing to do with you know. I mean, you know, the money doesn't you know jive that way, and unless you know, and unless you're in the business, it's hard for me to explain it all. Mm-hmm. You know, all the ins and outs, and to be uh, have have some kind of self depreciation of the fact that. You know, you're not being slammed as a person. These are just people that are angry that a show they loved mm-hmm. is ending. And right on the heels of that, they're announcing, oh, but we have a new show. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's a hard thing to take when, you know, you really love this show. You were really invested in it. Right. You're emotionally invested. And that's why you get emotionally respond. You know, but those those same emotions are what may drive those people to yeah. buy your DVDs, you know, and go to these conventions. Impulse. Yeah, it's all impulse. So, you know, you can't stomp on that. I'm going to give Cole Aga a shout out here because she says that I guess the others have said it all already. I agree that we owe the show our support in whatever way we can. Watching it live to improve ratings, buying DVDs, spreading the word. However, I think Mac Jackson has a valid point. Our support shouldn't be unconditional. We, We as fans have not only the right but also the obligation to let the powers that be know when they've slipped. I'm not talking about I wanted you to do this and this and you didn't kind of whining, but healthy feedback and of course done in a respectful manner, criticism, when the quality of our beloved show goes down. More than anything we owe the show honesty in our feedback. That is excellence, honesty. And I um, think that right there, you know, when you come down to the very end of it, what do the fans owe the show? They owe, they owe them their honest reactions. Mm-hmm. And they owe them that honest feedback, good and bad. Mm-hmm. But And she makes a great point. You know, people listen to calm, rational discussion. They don't listen to you yelling. So they're not going to listen to you writing it and yelling either. They're going to... Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier by skipping over it. Yeah. This is not something that I want in me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to walk away from this computer feeling livid with Mm -hmm. vitriol. I mean, that's not why I'm on those boards. Well, and I think that, you know, a number of people need to recognize that too, that, you know, the tone of whatever you're dealing with is set by you as fans. It's not set by the powers that be. We make fandom. What it is. Yes. At the end of that S- uh, Michael Shanks news story, mm-hmm. I said, these new fans, after they see the pilot episode of SGU, they're going to come on the boards and lurk. And they're going yep. to be watching. Mm-hmm. And they're going to decide whether or not we are a fandom worth joining. So it's important that we ask ourselves, what kind of a fandom do we want to be? 
You know, not well, and not just after SGU comes out, but what kind of a fandom do we want today? Yeah, and what kind of fandom do we want next year? And you know, what do you want to feel like when you come to the fandom? Because I know, you know, as a moderator, I mean, so many people try to put that on us mm-hmm. that we're doing this, we're doing that, and it's like, you know what? We only are reacting. Yeah, you're not we, steering the ship. No, they we are, are not. The, steering they, the, ship. the fans, and all those tens of thousands of people on there that are posting, 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 they steer it. We are only trying to plug holes, mm-hmm. and that's. <laughs> That's exactly right. That is it, because we don't steer. We let them take it in whatever direction. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the same thing. If you're honest and you're respectful and you're decent, you engage in civil discussion... At, you know, regardless if it's just for fun, you know, and you're Mm -hmm. funking, and it's the same thing for for the PTB. They're going to listen to the people that are respectful, that have a civil discussion with them, and they're honest. And even if it's to say, you know what, I'm so angry with you that I'm not going to watch your show for this reason. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll they take that just as well as they take, I'm going to watch the new show because I love everything you've done before and I love these aspects of it. Hopefully they'll put both, as long as both fans are respectful and saying their piece, they'll listen to both. I can only, you know, I can only say hopefully because I don't, you know, I don't know them. I don't know what their plan of action is. So. But whether or not Universe was your type of show, would you still watch the pilot to see how it was cooked up? Yeah, because I'm because I'm a fan of the fran. I am a Stargate franchise fan. You're a true fan. <laughs> <laughs> because I loved SG One. I love love that feeling. Yeah. I like the differences and the um, the newness things that I saw in Atlantis. They came up with a lot of great, you know, concepts, special effects. It's some really great characters that I fell in love with. So I'm really looking forward to that in SGU. And because I've seen some, you know, a good number now of the actors that are going to be in it. And they've got chops. And I'm really looking forward to now with with a character-based show that has some really good actors in it that I know. And I know they're good. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I like the whole, the new aspect of it again. it's, It's my... My favorite Stargate, my round, my favorite round ring of water in a new setting. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of cool. You are listening to the Gateworld Podcast. Thanks for everyone who uh, commented this week in the yeah. forum and for uh, Thomas from Ontario, his voicemail. You guys really can make us think, so I appreciate that. And I yes. hope that... Uh, I hope that you recognize that uh, it's it's uh, of utmost importance to us that so you what do we say? continue that, writing in. Sci-fi audiences are the smartest fans. It brings our discussions to life, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So thanks again. Uh, this week's listener question, we are Mosian, and next week is going to be our last Stargate SG-1 history oh, wow. before we move on to the Stargate SG-1 movie. Okay, so I guess that's technically the last uh, arc of truth. We covered Continuum. You can look it up in the podcast uh, directory for past shows. But Arc of Truth is uh, coming up September 23rd. Next week, though, September the 9th, is SG-1 Season 10. And, Tammy, can you read um, this week's question for readers? I can. What is your favorite episode from Stargate's SG-1's 10th and final season? Why did you love it? And that's September 9th, SG-1 Season 10. That's the main discussion topic for September 16th, Stargate Fan Fiction. We're hoping to have a special guest on for that because I don't know diddly squat about Stargate Fan Fiction. And September 23rd, we're going to have The Arc of Truth. 
uh, Stargate, the final Stargate SG-1 history uh, segment. And then SGU stuff is heading folks' way. Then uh, during the mid-season hiatus uh, airing of SGU, we'll do Stargate Atlantis history. So that's the big plan. You're going to be doing uh, SGU as it airs? As it airs. Cool. Okay. That's the plan. So thank you for offering up your humble abode. Oh, um, no This problem. was nice. The only time that we've ever done a, a podcast face-to-face was when we were in Vancouver and we had the roundtable discussions, and I mm-hmm. had so much fun. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun and very little editing. Yeah. So, And the chairs definitely were not as comfortable as my couches. No, definitely not. <laughs> so so that's what I have to offer over Vancouver. No, and half of, half of the discussion was in a hotel room, so the edges of beds were definitely not as comfortable as these chairs. <laughs> So definitely there. That's that's great. So thank you, Carl, for letting us uh, take over your living room. Uh, he's uh, he can come out now. He's uh, been on the computer. Tammy's husband, Carl. Yeah, he's in so. there looking up the fishes. Fishes. The, he has. I don't know if you can hear the water t- tinkling in the background, but he has how many fish tanks now? Seven. Uh, we have seven, but uh, only six are in use right now. And hundreds of fish. Yeah. Little baby fish. Guppies. Yes. It is mad. It is well, a they're not good. They're called cichlids. Cichlids? Jewel cichlids. They Jewel keep cichlids. giving birth. <laughs> they need to stop. They are, they are multiplying in three different tanks. You know, we have the hotel room tank where he thought nobody would... Jewel would, cichlids. Jewel cichlids. And so the hotel room tank... He thought, you know, it's just with a rock. He thought nobody would do anything because yeah. they, they talk about that it has to be a really, spe- you know, specific environment. Oh, no. It's like, you know, they're like the prom couple. They went to the hotel. Yeah. Now we got babies. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, and then we've, you know, we just got babies everywhere. But, right. uh, yeah, we do have, we have a lot of tanks. Aquariums, they're called. Aquariums. Aquarium. Aquarium. I will not see. <laughs> No singing for me. Thanks for tuning into the Gate World podcast this week. In this episode, we talked about what fans owe the show. We also gave you a preview snippet of our interview with SG1 co creator Jonathan Glasner. If uh, you want to review or get any insight, any extra insight into some of the things we talked about, you can look at all the links in the episode 58 show notes page, and that's on. Gate World. If you want to give any feedback or put your answer on the listener line, please call the hotline at 616-712-1647 and long distance rates do apply. Or you can go over to Gate World if you have a free membership and post in the podcast feedback thread. If you don't, get one. Get one. It's free. All you have to have is a valid email account. From Gay World, this is David. And this is Tammy. And we'll see you next... Well, you'll see me next week. We're gonna... Yeah, they ignore me. No, well, th- you've been doing more shows than ever. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I will see you next week on the Gay World Podcast. And I'll see you on the forum. Here we go. <laughs> Aquarium.